Christmas party. We've got big green eggs out here. Plenty of deals on them, so come out um, and hang out with us. Uh, we're also going to give away some tickets to the Liberty Bowl uh, a little bit later, so come out here. Register for those. Uh, a lot going on out here at Ace Hardware in Cordova. But like I said, Bryant and Brett with you. Johnny Hill back at the station producing as always. Brett, how are you this afternoon? Doing great, Bryant. Ready for the weekend. Yeah, no, it's going to be a, a fun weekend. It's been a busy day uh, with uh, a lot of um, college football news coming out, a lot of uh, baseball news. We're on Shohei Otani watch right now, so uh, a lot going Private on going watch. into the flight tracker yes, on college football. On, Coach, you see. That's right, and uh, the names that are coming out, I heard um, earlier today that now uh, the Toronto Blue Jays have uh, entered as a team that I guess could be considered a favorite for Shohei. So, uh, you know, a new team to watch is, as much as uh, it seems like everyone has been saying he wants to remain um, on the uh, on the West Coast, uh, certainly. Uh, well, certainly in warmer weather. Yes. But in Toronto, they got uh, the dome. That's, that's very true. So. I don't think it'd be that cold getting to and fro the, the ballpark for him. No, no, I think I think they could keep him pretty warm. Um, but, no, interesting. I saw um, it looks like uh, Tulane is finalizing a deal for John Summerall to become their uh, their next head coach, which is, is massive. I mean, that, we talked about that yesterday. It's, as, it's a commitment for um, Tulane. It, it really is, and I think, you know, the biggest question. Th- they've enjoyed winning. <laughs> they, well, who doesn't, Brett? That's I right. Mean, it's, uh, well, they got the big taste of it. They, they did. Got, You're I right. Mean, Still for another month, the reigning Cotton Bowl champs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so, uh, you know, I think uh, when you talk about Willie Fritz and the job he's done there, and it seemed like one of those coaches, I mean, there's there's a ton of them, but it seems like there's a handful of coaches that every single offseason you're talking about, okay, this is the offseason they leave and go somewhere else. This is the offseason they take a bigger job. And for a while, Willie Fritz never did that. And now this year, the the year that it came to and, and you know, got a job at Houston that I think, uh, you know, now that they're in the Big 12, a good job. And um, But for them to be able to to look at this program and say, look where we've come in these past four or so years, Cotton Bowl champs. I mean, uh, really controlling the American this last year. Um, and so to go out and say, we we have identified this extremely successful coach in another conference, and we have enough um, to, to pull him to, to our school is huge, and I don't think they'll miss a beat. And that's who the Tigers have to knock off. Yeah. That's who's in the, in the way especially going forward for the American. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't, you know, with the, the teams that left for the Big 12 and even SMU this year, yeah. it, it, that's kind of, you know, thinned out the field mm-hmm. for them. So that, that's who they have to knock off to be the, the top of that conference. And a year from now, we'll know the 16 teams. Yeah. And I think Memphis fans should expect to be in that college football playoff next year. Yeah, no, they, they should, absolutely. I think there's... A couple. I mean, we talk about the twelve-team playoff, and it, it gives these group of five schools that hope of of we can we can get there. And so now, when you look at programs like Memphis, you look at a program like like uh, Tulane, you look at Liberty, who who's the group of five representative right now. I mean, all of those schools, and there there are others. JMU next year will be um, eligible. So there are a handful of uh, of group of five schools that I think um, are, are looking into next season, going, we have a real opportunity here. And both of us were. Plenty patient with the the grousing and mm-hmm. not winning by enough and it just right. never being enough this year. We were plenty patient with that. Going forward for Tiger football fans, though, and this will not they will not be wrong to feel this way. If they can, we can. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and if they can, we can. Mm-hmm. And if we're not, why aren't we? 
Yeah, and it's not just it's not just Tulane with the big news today. I saw this about 30 minutes ago. Um, it looks like USF has flipped a four-star tight end that was committed to Tennessee, and now he'll go down. Um, I'm sure a, a relationship with their new head coach Alex Golish, and um, you know, it's a, that's a huge get. And so, I mean, pretty positive day in the American today. One thing that scares me a little bit for a lot of teams going forward in the college football playoff a year from now, mm-hmm. brave new world. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of expectations. Mm-hmm. Again, when I talk about the college basketball bracket, every year when they reveal that tournament, there's yeah. going to be 68 teams on there. Yeah, every year. They're never coming out there and going, you know, this year just really oh, wasn't enough. down year, yeah. We're only going to do 61. <laughs> Next year, college football playoff time, there's going to be, I'm sorry, there's going to be 12 teams. Yes. There's going to be 12 teams a year a year from now. There are a lot of people thinking that's going to be us mm-hmm. that a year from now are going to be really mad. Oh, yeah. And really disappointed. Some bigger names, mm-hmm. some middle names. When sure. I talk about the kind of the championship flight and the first flight in the SEC, a fr- friend of mine was telling me today that he went to a Mississippi State wedding last weekend. All right. And he said to to a person there maybe not next year but they expect oh. they expect levy to yeah. have them in playoff contention wow okay what but what, what is playoff contention if, that's a good question if, if, i mean is that, that world. is that i mean because if you're not in at 15, are you really contending or, that's that's true i mean you got to be i guess in that range of Last three in, maybe last four or five out. I and, mean, and we're we're gonna have that lingo coming well, up on on bracketology. Yeah. It, oh man. Oh, college football bracketology. Well, Brian, that, 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 <laughs> Get the that, opening available. That's that's, that's, mean, hey. that's 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 what you need to be. Look, anybody you need to be the Joey bracket. That's right of college football. Anybody looking to hire a bracketologist for football? I'm, college football bracketologist. <laughs> I'm out here. Um, no, but I've heard a lot of people, you know, talking for I think good reason of. Well, you know, next you year really should start releasing starting now. I might, I might, I might have to. Well, well, what we'll do is we'll wait till all the bowls are over. We'll, we'll crown a national championship, and then morning First after, one. way too like early, twenty twenty four bracketology, and then we'll continue to update it through transfer portal. Right, that's a great idea. I'm going to write that down because we're going to get all over. Barely get through with one shiny moment before uh-huh. Lenardi uh, has the, the next way too morning. Early. I mean, it's way too early draft, way too early bracketology. Right after that, you got to I mean, come out with the twelve yeah. teamer. Uh-huh. Way too early, like and it. then the outside looking in, yeah, like need that. to do some work, uh-huh. uh, got to win some like key that. games. I'm going to work on that. And, and, like they do, drag in about 35 to 40 That's different right. names, That's right. and everybody thinks they're Everyone's in the mix. Everyone's in. Well, we're in next year. We're, we're, in, next we're year. in play. We're That's in contention. Right. That's a good idea. But, you know, Brad, I think uh, there's obviously going to be a lot of talk around that, you know, 12 and 11, who's you know the last one in. But let's not forget, when it comes to group of five teams, I think that's also going to be one that a lot of people are, have a lot of debate about because you go back to just this year and SMU the wins the American. The I mean, exactly. I mean, and you, you could have your group of five over there kind a, of stand alone. group of five ranking of just yep. like, here are the five teams that could compete they, for the group of five. And imagine the Twitter battling out oh, yeah. between, like like this year, you know, with, with Liberty, with mm-hmm. SMU. Exactly. Did, T- Tulane will be saying, "Did we sure. really lose enough? Sure. To just fall off the map?" Well, exactly because I mean, the art there was there was a legit argument this year of a Liberty team that was undefeated, but you look at strength of schedule; they were one of the worst strength of schedules in the country against an SMU team that won the American, playing some good opponents, and. That argument was something this year because it was a, a New Year's New Year's Six bowl game. But next year, when you're talking about 
being a part of the actual playoff, that argument is going to be ten times. I mean, and, and and what what I'm scared it will get to is that's going to pacify a lot of people mm-hmm. for a couple of years, and then I think they'll be on to it. Sure, even in this newest transformational times. Mm-hmm. We're really still just going to the Tangerine Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, like you've been, saying, you've been saying all week, Brad, I mean, we're this this current playoff format the way it is is for one year. And I don't think we're going to get any further than that. I, I mean, think after next year, the the non-power five yeah. gets axed out. I, I, mean, I, think I hate that, but I, I think you're right. I mean, I mean you're, you're going to have to gather up in one of these – Mm-hmm. existing conferences got to yeah and i could see that because i mean when you're looking at and i hate to say this but college football playoffs and espn looked at florida state and said we don't think that you are good enough for television without jordan travis so james madison sure so james good. madison liberty mm-hmm. smu mm-hmm. tulane they don't look good for television if they can get who who would be a team that would be in that 13-14 range? If they can get Ole Miss, Missouri, if, if, if one of those teams is right outside. Tennessee last year. Tennessee, perfect. If they can get Tennessee versus Ohio State or something it's like magic that. for TV. It is. It is. And yeah. so I think I think you're right. I think I think we have one year of it, and it's all fun. And I think the you know all of the media people get together and say, uh, we could do without that group of five and, teams. And this sounds... A little crude, what I'm getting ready to say, but for a lot of people that are going to be dreaming of you know in the future, they're going to pull, pull the floor out from under them, mm-hmm. and and kind of the, the the joke still on you. You're not go- yeah, you, you're not getting in the club, right? Right. I mean, it's I guess welcome to being a uh, group of five school. I mean, it seems like it's always happening. Sometimes in the basketball tournament, yep. the seating and the pod system mm-hmm. is that kind of slap on the wrist. Absolutely. One hundred percent. I mean, and nobody nobody pays attention to it because there are so many great teams and that are in there. Mania. And bracket mania, and 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 for a lot of people, the mid major schools in college basketball get overlooked because their games aren't on ESPN. They're not on CBS Sports. I mean, they're on ESPN How much Plus. Did I really Nobody's watch Colgate. Exactly. And so I'll see because I mean, I had Cole, Colgate on the toothbrush. Yes, this morning. yes. Um, but but not on the basketball court. And and Brett, I mean, you know me. I I like watching a lot of these mid major basketball teams. And so mm-hmm. I'm my Twitter feed, especially in March, it's a lot of people saying people are sleeping on X team and this team, and why are they a 15 seed, and then those teams pull upsets, and people are sitting there going, I, I, I knew this team was better than that. And and so, you know, it, you're right. It is a kind of a slap in the face of, well, y'all are just the little guys, and, you know, you should just be happier here. And and I think I'm afraid that's what the college football playoffs are going to become. And, and, you, and when I talk about that that championship flight in the SEC, I think most people know who's in that. Mm-hmm. Then in that first flight in the SEC, all those teams think they are positioning set. Yeah, too prominently, Mizzou and Ole yeah. Miss. Yeah, oh yeah, think they are positioning themselves for this time next year. After going to the bowl games, they're going to this year, Peach and Cotton respectively. Mm-hmm. If they're not in next year, do they really want to go go to Gator? That's right. Tampa Bowl, uh, Duke's Mayo Bowl, mm-hmm. Music City Bowl. Well, that's that's the problem. Is because. Probably more Ole Miss than Missouri at this point right now. Lane Kiffin has set the bar extremely high going into the coach. And he should. You're right. But, I mean, next year after 
going to a New Year's Six Bowl game for, what, the second time in his tenure? Huh? I mean, they're going to be expecting... Second time in four years? Yeah, I mean, you should 100% be in that 12-team that playoff next year. And I think right. if they're not in it, uh, uh, there's going to be a lot of people that and are upset about that. how many people are going to be fired to go play at the Music right. City Bowl? That's right. I in mean, the next to last year of, uh, of yeah. the stadium in Nashville before the Dome. Oh, you're right. I didn't even think about the Dome popping up. So, yeah, that's even more of a reason why they wouldn't be there. And so I think you'll see that a lot of places. I think there's a lot of schools in the SEC, uh, in the Big Ten, certainly now in the in the Big 12 with, with the expansion, that there are a lot of teams, mainly in the Big Ten and the, and the SEC, that going into next season, it is almost going to be a this team should be in there, and we're going to be upset if they are not in it. And I don't know if that's fair to a lot of these coaches. No, it, but... But again, those contracts, I mean... First and 15th, really true. nice for them. It sure is. I mean, when you when you have those big contracts, I guess you uh, you can't and put those much budgets. past it. And those budgets and, and um, the way the transfer portal works now for a lot of these, you know, high-powered schools, I mean, you can easily go in there and, and find them. I've seen Ole Miss is having a lot of success with receivers in the transfer portal getting visits and stuff. So, you know, you're seeing this at a lot of schools. Like um, that they can just go out and, and, and add and add and add talent. National, the first round of signing day a week from next Wednesday? Or, believe, is it, or is it next Wednesday? I think it's a week from next Wednesday. A week from next Wednesday. I think so. That would be the 19th or mm-hmm. 20th? 20th, I think. I think that's it. I think it is the 20th. Let's look. I um, always say about signing day. Yep, the 20th. It can look as good as you can oh, imagine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It means nothing. Well, Brett, just. The ink's on the paper. Now, that's true. And even after ink's on the paper, I mean, now with the transfer part, look what's happening down at Texas A&M right now. I mean, it is a mass exodus right run. now. I mean, everyone's it, gone. Especially it, that defensive line that we talked so much about what this year. What will A&M field at the ball game? And w- will somebody, and you know, F- F- there's some in in the FSU world that's talking boycott. Sure, some players yeah. that are talking boycott. We're not showing, mm-hmm. and we're and, we, and we're not going to show our hand until right before kickoff. Yeah, and just not play. Okay, if somebody does that, then that really rejiggers the whole bowl. Oh yeah, paradigm makeup of college football. Yes, in the end of the year, if they want to do that, they got every right to. Sure, nobody's making you play. play. No. And at A&M, and they're so proud of that 12th man mentality. Right. Well, you may be playing 12th might, and 13th yeah, and 17th man. There. Yeah, I mean, See how proud you are of it now. Because it, it, it really was interesting. I mean, you got to go out. you got to hire a coach. you got to make a change. And it seemed like from top to bottom um, after they brought in Mike Elko, it was like, all right, we're meeting with these guys two or three times a day. We're going to make sure that we – I mean, the, the fear was this mass exodus. And then they stayed together for a couple days. And then just like that – Everyone's in the portal now. And, and another thing that the bowls are going to have to do, and it, it could be the market forces we've finally been really of hoping for mm-hmm. in bowls, but we know the glut, the proliferation of bowls was not organic. It yeah. was it was inside ESPN. Mm-hmm. They created it for programming at this time of year. Right. Uh, you, you start with all these bowls we're getting ready to start with next Saturday, and, and you can go through – and just so many of them are, are programming, Myrtle Beach Bowl, uh, the Cure Bowl, yeah. the L.A. Bowl. Mm-hmm. The, the bowl in L.A. is the Rose Bowl. <laughs> right. So you know the L.A. Bowl was just made out of uh-huh. whole cloth. The, the famous Toastery Bowl. Uh-huh. We got the Pop-Tarts Bowl this got, year. Got, 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 got Gasparilla. <laughs> uh, all that was just created out of sure. TV. But would the market forces get big enough 
for the players to say, I don't want the gift mm-hmm. bag. Yeah. I don't need any more tennis shoes. I don't need any more gym bags. Mm-hmm. I don't need you watch. I don't need any of that stuff that, that was really cool in the 80s. Yeah. I need cash. I need straight cash. I could see it, especially with how big NIL and, and all of this stuff is getting with paying players. I would not be surprised at all if we got to that because, I mean, I know f- for a fact um, I've known guys at different schools that have gotten those gifts and they turn around and either give it to somebody mm-hmm. or try to sell it to somebody. And uh, yeah, so I, 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 I can remember a time when, when at, at a lot of really good bowls on, on the day that, like, the flat screens came in mm-hmm. and it was distribution day, it was happy Sure, day. absolutely. But that was, you know, that's, that's 15, 16 mm-hmm. years ago now. Yeah. We we know how rapidly it uh, we know how rapidly it's changed in the last three years. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's changed uh, drastically. Today's twenty year old, the flat screen's not meaning that much to him. No, and I I, I like I like the power mm-hmm. and I, I like the freedom and liberation that these players have. Mm-hmm. They know there's a lot of money at stake. They want theirs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do, and Brett, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we got to that point, and if we got to that point soon. And, it, and, it, and if it boiled down to after, so next year we're going to have like 12 play at, at 5, 11 play at 6, et cetera, and then the next week we'll start the Elite 8, right. but incorporated with traditional bowls. Okay. After those bowl games, if we got down to just maybe five or six more, if that mm-hmm. – then, uh, then the mark, market is spoken. Yeah, no, no, it certainly will. And um, I don't know, a lot of changes yeah. in college football, and we're about to start seeing them uh, take full effect. But let me set up today's show before we get to top and not top story of the day. Uh, at 3.30, Alan Bell will join us to talk wagering like he does every single Friday. It'll be very NFL-heavy today um, with the only college football game tomorrow, Army versus Navy. But we'll get to a lot of wagering with Alan. Uh, 3.45, we'll talk a little bit about... The game tonight, Grizzlies versus Timberwolves here in Memphis. Um, one of those added games with uh, neither the Grizzlies or the Timberwolves making um, the semi or quarterfinals for the in-season tournament. 4 o'clock, Bruce Marshall from Vegas Insider, CBS Sports, and BAMSports.net will join us. We'll talk more wagering with Bruce, maybe get his thoughts on uh, on some of the things going on in college football, but definitely get to a lot of picks with Bruce. 4.30, Ty Richardson from ESPN Arkansas will join us to talk Razorbacks and the SEC. 4.45, we get to big number of the day. 5 o'clock, Jason Munns from the Commercial Appeal. He covers the Tiger basketball team. we got to talk to him, talk about that win the other night against VCU in the upcoming game on Sunday against Texas A&M. Um, and as always, Jason Munns brought to you by Jim's Place Grill in Collierville. 5.30, we get to our first National Bank and Trust Friday football forecast. And then at 5.45, we'll wrap up today's show. We'll wrap up the week like we always do with Taco Bell Crunch Time. Let me remind you, while we're not at the Family Leisure Studios, they're on the road with us in our Family Leisure Studios mobile studios where family and fun come together. It's time for the Family Leisure's Christmas sale. Excellent deals on pool tables, shuffleboards, and saunas. Are you tired and sore from the shopping? Check out the huge in-stock selection of hot tubs and massage chairs. Surprise the kids with a new arcade, game table, or play gym. Gifts for the whole family to enjoy. Also on sale, theater seating, outdoor kitchen and grills, patio furniture, and fire pits. Merry Christmas from our family to yours. Family Leisure, 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. He is Brian. I am Brett, and we are with you until 6 o'clock. Johnny Hills, our producer, back in the Flynn Broadcasting Studios. We're here until 6 o'clock, and we want you to join us out here live, and we want you to also join us on the text line at 901 
360-8255. This hour of our show brought to you every day by Lexus of Memphis at 2600 Ridgeway and online at LexusofMemphis.com, the one and only Lexus dealership in town. Call them at 901-334-9673. Merry Christmas and happy holidays and happy new year to everyone from Lexus of Memphis. Drive in luxury and confidence, knowing that every new Lexus comes with complimentary first and second maintenance services. Stop by today at Lexus of Memphis at 2600 Ridgeway and put yourself in the driver's seat of the all-new 2024 flagship LS500, and you'll be looking and driving in style. When you purchase the Lexus, you get top-of-the-line engineering and design, and that makes for the luxury driving experience. <clears throat> Excuse me. Online at LexusofMemphis.com. <clears throat> experience amazing. Experience amazing at Lexus of Memphis. Top story of the day. Well, my top story of the day is the weekend of sports that we have ahead. I've heard a lot of people today say it's kind of a dry weekend with no college football. football. Army and Navy tomorrow, which will be really fun. I always enjoy watching the Army-Navy game. Just one college football game. Um, And then the NFL on Sunday. But, Brett, we've got all-day college basketball tomorrow. Now, I have heard the pushback. Ole Miss doesn't play till Sunday. Memphis doesn't play on Sunday, and I I get that. But that's part of the at, weekend, isn't it? It's part of the weekend. But a lot of people have been talking about Saturday. Oh, I've I've enjoyed ever since the end of August, September. I've been enjoying Saturdays, wall to wall college football, and I, I have too. Enjoy tomorrow. But it's time to to turn it to college basketball. Some really good games, Tennessee and Illinois early in the morning, and really a lot of fun games all day. It'll be a lot of fun. Then we'll get to Sunday, and we'll get to the Tigers versus Texas A and M, a massive game. For the Tigers, a road game against the Aggies, a really good Aggies team, a really good Aggies team that really rebounds the ball well, and that's been a problem for the Tigers. Uh, Coach Hardaway met with uh, the media earlier today. You know, Buzz will be in a straight jacket. Yeah, oh, yeah, he will. You yes, have the best work uh-huh, way too tight. Uh, oh, way too tight. And uh, I remember one a uh, couple years ago, he had the jacket on and threw the jacket off, and just drenched in sweat underneath. I mean, it's classic. He could sweat at the North Pole. Yeah, hey, absolutely. But um, Jordan Brown, he missed last game against VCU. Um, Penny talking to the media today said that he is still ill. He's not sure yet if he'll travel with the team and be available on Sunday. I mean, what we saw... I hope he uh, hadn't had board. what I've had all week. I hope he doesn't either, Brett. I mean, that's... that's Any way I gave it stuff. to him? Uh, maybe. Just Probably hope I don't not. give it to you. I just hope you don't give it to me. Yeah, I hope Jordan Brown gets, yeah. gets well, but I just hope you don't give it to me. I hope so, too. And Sunday afternoon is big for the Tigers, but I'll get to that in a second. I don't think it's any must-win quantity right. to Sunday for the Tigers. This is kind of a, a, a free shot. But my mm-hmm. top story, it's the Grizzlies yep. tonight at home. At FedEx Forum, the add-in game against the first-place Minnesota Timberwolves, best record in the league for the T-Wolves, 16-4. and Think about the roads these two teams have traveled since meeting in that playoff spring of 22. Mm-hmm. What, that's 18 months ago? Yeah. These two teams met then. It was a wild, fun series, a lot of give and take back and forth. Mm-hmm. The Grizzlies won 4-2. They were the better team. I think they could have, to borrow the phrase from the other day, they could have played 100 times. <laughs> and I think right. the Grizzlies would have won that series. But think about what, what's happened since that hotly contested series. Since then, Minnesota cut loose from their biggest knucklehead in that <laughs> series, Pat Bev. They got right. rid of him after she that did. series. Now his podcast, Brett. Everyone's got podcast. Oh, yeah. Everybody got <laughs> Pat Bev, he was cut. The Grizzlies stayed with their biggest knucklehead mm. before finally moving on from DB. Minnesota superstars, they've been reliable and responsible. Grizzlies haven't. 
Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns, they they have been really good. The Grizzly and also the T Wolves traded for Rudy Gobert and mm-hmm. he's worked out. Now the Grizzlies couldn't help. They can't help Stephen Adams being injured, but they won kind of that move too. They've made really good moves, and the Grizzlies simply haven't. Yeah. Not top story of the day. Well, my not top story of the day, Brett, tomorrow night we will know the Heisman Trophy winner. And I know you can't speak much about it because you are a Heisman Trophy voter as long as you could get in and, and, I, and vote. I, I, know don't, I, don't, I don't want to go to no. Heisman voter prison. No. When they make it, you've told me they make it impossible yeah. just to, to get in Straight to Guantanamo. Get yeah, waterboarded. It, it, exactly. So, so I won't bring you into this. I know who I think will win. I think it will be uh, Jaden Daniels. I mean, the season that he has put up, just watching him every week. And I've heard the, the excuses, well, you know, this amount of yards he put up against Georgia State for for leaking your Heisman vote. That's right. Uh, But I've heard the the kind of what people have said uh, against uh, against Jaden Daniels of well, you know, look at you know playing Grambling, playing Georgia State. You know, he's he's playing not great teams and putting up um, you know gaudy numbers. But look at what he did against SEC teams. I mean, when we did our uh, look back at the week in the SEC, it felt like in these SEC matchups every week we would come in and go. Brett, he accounted for six touchdowns. He accounted for eight touchdowns. I mean, it's incredible what he's done. Now, if he doesn't win it. Great receivers. Great receivers. I mean, great, great offense. Defense, on the other hand. Mm -hmm. eh. But he didn't play nose guard. Exactly. He has a great offense, a lot of weapons. But if he doesn't win, I hope Michael Penning's pretty good free safety, though. Oh, he sure would. He he, he really would. would Uh, I bet he would. But if he doesn't win, I hope Michael Penning wins. I really like watching Michael Penning. I think he's done a fantastic job. Um, And so, uh, you know, I wouldn't put it past him. I just hope Bo Nix doesn't win. That's just who I don't want to win. I like Bo Nix. I don't think Bo Dacious is going to pull this one out. My not top story? Sunday in College Station. In the shadow of Kyle Field sits Reed Arena. Mm-hmm. A&M basketball sits in the shadow constantly of A&M football. But you go back and look at what A&M's done in basketball, Yeah, I contend they may have more basketball history than they do football history. Ooh. Now, Johnny Manziel and John David Crow win. They did a lot. They did okay, a lot. That means a lot. Mm-hmm. But A&M basketball has done something. Absolutely. A&M football always disappoints. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what it's like on Sunday. I say free shot for the Memphis Tigers yep. on Sunday. I don't think any pressure at all. Go down there, take take your shot at them. But then when you get back home at FedEx Forum for the back-to-back tobacco road games, mm-hmm. tobacco road games that are at home yep. against Clemson and Virginia, those are the musties. <laughs> yeah. Sunday's yeah, not. Those. Sunday helps. Yeah. I mean, sure wouldn't give it back. Mm-hmm. But it's not a must. Now, Clemson and Virginia at home, they are. Yeah, no, you need those, and those are at home, so that will uh, help a ton, but you could really use those. Well, I'll do it for top and not top story of the day. Let me remind you, we're out at Ace Hardware in Cordova, 1740 Germantown Parkway, right behind Corky's. Come out here for the Big Green Egg early Christmas at Cordova Ace Hardware. Um, we've got so many deals on Big Green Eggs and Big Green Egg products. $100 off the large egg, $150 off the extra large egg, $50 off the Egg Genius, and up to $70 off the Egg Spander kit. Um, we're going to be giving away Big Green Egg door prizes and tons of giveaways. We're also giving away Liberty Bowl tickets, so a lot. Come out here um, and make sure you get here. We'll be here till 6 o'clock our entire show, so come out um, and uh, and look at some of these Big Green Eggs that look really, really good. But let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk some wagering with Alan Bell. Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio 
for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Statz-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. I'm Bryant and Brett with you on a Friday afternoon, and we got to talk some wagering, a big weekend in the NFL. We've also got Army and Navy and joining us uh, to talk some wagering. Alan Bell joins us now. Alan, thanks so much for joining us again. Always fun talking to you on a Friday. Before we get to some of these games this weekend, man, what did you think about that game last night? Patriots-Steelers, and, and I don't think anybody the saw the Patriots. Easy. Over was easy, and I don't I think anybody thought the Patriots were going to win that game, but they do it on the road. Alan, what would you make of that game? Man, no doubt, man. First off, I appreciate you guys having me back. And, uh, appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, like, who would have thought the Patriots were going to win and that, you know, Bailey Zanthi was throwing three TDs, looking great. I mean, <laughs> it's just to show you the NFL, man. Like, it, it really is, yeah. quote-unquote, any given Sunday, even though it was a Thursday. Um, you just take it man. Like, there are 22 professional football players on the field at all given time. Uh, anything can happen. And the Steelers right now, in, in one of the I, – I know right now, playoffs, they would be eighth seed, but they still could get in. But this is one of the few times they can get in the playoffs. They're making no noise. Mm-hmm. Nobody's scared of them. No. No, and, you know, first off, you know, and we've talked about this before, that Mike Tomlin deserves a lot of credit for how good of a football coach that he is because he's not the GM, Damn. right? Like, it's not college. Like, you're not, you know, recruiting your guys. Uh, that right. team's just not very good, you know. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there's yeah, personnel, they, exactly right. Like, and the fact that you know that they are where they are, you know, even though they lost last night, I mean, it is a testament to Tomlin, you know, and his staff. And uh, that's going to be the thing with him is that the, the Steelers really are on that line at all times, right? Like, if everything goes well, buddy, they can beat anybody in the league. But if it starts tipping. Uh, it can go south in a hurry because they just don't have any way to kind of quickly come back in games. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you just got to jump on them early. Yeah, not only Bailey Zappi hitting you hard last <laughs> night, but Bryant's player player from his team, Ezekiel Elliott, looking yeah, like that's right. Ezekiel Elliott at Ohio State. That's right. Well, yeah, he really is, man. And, uh, you know, I've always liked Zeke. He, uh, mm-hmm. He's a tough stones runner. And, Straight uh, ahead. Know, I know that. Yep. He is, man. And, you know, for his entire career, he's the best running back pass protector in the NFL, right? I mean, you know, maybe ever. Hear, you know, yeah. Absolutely. You'll hear national. I mean, Derrick Henry doesn't even play third down because he's not pass protection very well, right? So, he'll show you, it's not always the biggest guy, man. A lot of times it's the hard out there. Yeah, absolutely. Alan, looking at the NFL as as we go into week fourteen, who are your you know, who are the top three, maybe top five teams in the NFL, both NFC and AFC at this point for you? Yeah, so I mean, you know, if you look top five, all right, we could go uh, you know, NFC, AFC. So if you take a look, let's just start with the NFC here. I mean you know, forty ers in Eagles, you know, you could you could go one A, one B. 
I know that, you know, San Francisco mm-hmm. obviously won, you know, last week in regards to that. But, you know, I'm not counting out Philly as well. Uh, I look, I put Dallas up there. The only reason we don't talk about Dallas as much as we do is because they're in the same division as Philadelphia, right? But this is a yeah. good football team, man. And they prove, you know, it's not always blowing people out. The Lions are up there. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to stop at that because next you get into like the Falcons and the Vikings (laughs) and they're not in the level of those four teams Hmm. so we'll keep it at four yeah on that one then you look at the AFC yeah Yeah, exactly right then you look at the AFC man and you know it's it's fascinating like the Dolphins the Ravens and the Chiefs what do you do with those Mm -hmm. three I think the Dolphins when they're at playing at their best they're the best team in the AFC they could be the best team in the NFL. I don't know. But they're, they don't always play at their ceilings. Sometimes they mess around here. The Ravens playing good football. The Chiefs, uh, I mean, they do this every year, though. Like, every year, they have they hit a lull. And we all question it. We're like, oh, man, you know, it's finally caught up. They don't have receivers. And then they're in the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl. Right? So, like, I'm right. not going to count them out. Supposed to be right there. And then, again... Draw that line, man. Like, what do you want to do? Hmm. Uh, the Jags, the Browns, the Colts. I mean, it, it gets gets a little iffy after that. Is it real or is it just the overwhelming perception that the Dolphins have to have that home field advantage because they, they could not go on the road even to a Baltimore, much less, you know, the, the, the cold games at Arrowhead? Yeah. I mean, it's real. But I think that it's going to be real for a lot of teams in the NFL, honestly. Like, if you look at home and road splits between all the good teams, like, they're, you know, each one has, like, a good game. Each one has a stinker in there as well, right? So, I I mean, I I know that, you know, home field advantage always is important, but I think that it's going to be very important this year. But, yeah, like, you know, for a team like the Dolphins that are specifically built – on absolute perfect timing offensively, yeah, they need to be playing comfortable at home, good weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it certainly helps them there. Well, let's get to some of these games over the weekend in the NFL. And, and I want to start with my Cowboys and those uh, those darn Eagles. Um, right now, <laughs> Dallas a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. That total sitting about 51-and-a-half. What do you like in the Sunday night football game? And what's the TV I, viewership number? Oh, man. How many? Oh, God. <laughs> 35 million? It's be, yeah, it, it, it's paying its bills off this game, right? Um, I'm going to go yeah. Dallas. Give me Dallas for the spread. I think the Dallas like wins it. this game. I think that they cover the spread. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, Philly's going to look bad or, you know, anything like that. I think it's going to be a good football game. But Dallas at home, like, th- this is a must win. If they were to have any shot, any shot at winning this division, playing at home, they have to win this game. I'm not saying that Philly's going to come in not caring, but Dallas, when they need to win a game, they generally do it. And they can really cover doing it as well. So, yeah, give me the Cowboys last three half. Alan, we were mostly kind of joking about NBC and making their budget on that Sunday night viewership number. <laughs> and, 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 and I can't – and we talked applaudingly yesterday of how well the ESPN was covering the NBA in-season tournament out in Vegas. Yeah. I, I can't imagine just what, what Disney's hotel bill hmm. For all the ESPN personalities that are out there from Wednesday through Saturday night and and the finals, 
and I'm going to make a bet, and I and I'll look up the numbers, and I'll, right. I'll have a Monday. I'm going to bet you Army Navy swamps tomorrow night's in season tournament finals. Mm. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I, I'm with you on that one, and uh, it's fascinating because you know, let's be honest, the actual game really generally isn't always that good, right? But right, it's the whole thing, right? Like, and I'm so glad that. You know, with all the changes and everything in college football, like, please don't ever get rid of this. Please don't. And they won't, you know, based on what you just said, in terms of the ratings are always good. Um, yeah, like, it's just so different, and I love that it has its own Saturday as well. Uh, it's just so well done from front to back. I'm totally guessing here, but I'm going to guess tomorrow for Army-Navy. I, I'm just I'm, I'm just speculating. I'm going to guess around Six or seven million viewers, mm. and Saturday night NBA will be about two million. All right, all right, I like that. Okay, here's the question: We'll see. Army Navy. We'll have it Monday. Yeah, yeah, we will. We'll have it Monday. The total is twenty eight <laughs> in this game. Y'all going over or under? <sighs> I mean, if it was Jack, I- with us, what are you doing? I, mean, I was about to say, if it was Iowa, I'm taking under. But I want to hear what you have to say, Alan. <clears throat> I say under fourteen ten. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, yeah, I, I think I kind of dig it. Now, I'll tell you, uh, Sports Live, we simulated it 10,000 times. We've got a, uh, a final score of uh, Navy winning 21 to 18. So, obviously, that would go over. But I'm kind of right. like 14 to 10 sounds about right. 17 to 10 sounds about right. I'm with you on that. Now you're getting crazy. 17 to 10, all this <laughs> offense. I, yeah. I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm just here. Melvin and Maude sitting up in the stands, and Melvin <laughs> tells Maude all this passing nowadays. Maude, I can't stand it. <laughs> Melvin and Maude, you know they're up there. They're up there. Oh yeah, they're always 100%. up there. And this was being played what in Boston, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's gonna be fun with them. Well, you know, Maude, when I went to school at BC, we didn't throw the ball <laughs> ten times a game. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Alan, I'm curious. There's been a lot of uh, talk today about Shohei Otani this morning. Um, there were yep. reports coming out that a decision was imminent and that we could be getting um, an answer today. Then later reports said, no, that's not the case. Then reports that Toronto's now in there and that he could yep. be en route to Toronto right now to visit with them. I saw someone posted um, the odds for Shohei Otani's next team. Uh, Dodgers minus 135, Blue Jays minus 115, Angels plus 1,500. Uh, where do you think Shohei ends up landing? Yeah, that's an excellent question, man. I mean, Toronto makes sense. You know, it's going to be a larger brand, uh, and I definitely right. think it's going to be American League. Like, if you're the Angels, you, yeah. the only thing is, like, if you're not going to keep him, you can't let him go to the Dodgers. You can't. No. It can't be in the same no. market, right? You, you but, help supplement the money somewhere yeah. else. You're living in the same house. Right, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You can't do that. But he's going across the country to another country, you know, say <laughs> Toronto. Now, here's Couple the question. Couple Yeah. Yeah. Here's, the, here's also the question. If you're, say, Toronto or even the Dodgers, are you paying the full money for him to be a pitcher as well? Like, that's mm. part of the Because he's not pitching next year. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, I, I think that that part's done. Like, if I'm paying money, that kind of money, <laughs> I, I, I want you, like, don't get me wrong, I would want you in both roles because it's part of the niche, but 
Mm-hmm. I, I'm not paying for it. Like, I, I want you as a no. hitter. I can't have you injured. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the part that I, fascinates me. Yeah, good. I, I can't pay for Roger Clemens and Mark McGuire right. and only get Mark McGuire. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah, and if it's bad enough. I mean, where's like, my Roger Clemens part? <laughs> yeah, like I lose yeah. two and one. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Like yeah. that part also fascinates me of the money and if he's going to pitch or not. Well, I saw one report. Uh, obviously, I, I'm a Cardinals fan, but I enjoy watching Mariners. And so I yep. saw this report out of Seattle saying that um, they there was plans, maybe they had talked to him about a massive one-year deal, just have yep. him for a year as a hitter, and then try to renegotiate, get back to the table. Man, once somewhere to Charlie O'Finley saying, I told you so. <laughs> That's what he wanted a million right? years ago. Yeah. Alan, he wanted everybody. He was far free agency. Everybody yep. in the in the sport signed one year hitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you hit two seventeen, I own you next year. You hit three seventeen, <laughs> right. you own me. That's right. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I find that quite fascinating. I mean, you know, Seattle would make sense. You're still, you know, in the yeah. Pacific time zone there, um, so you can, you know, continue those global markets. Uh, yeah, you know, the one year part fascinates me. Um, I, I kind of dig that deal. We'd obviously have to see a I number. Do too. But like, I like it. Yeah, it's like okay, it's a one-year I'd deal. I'm going to pay yeah. you a little bit more, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. You're not pitching, right? But I'm going to give you some right. money, and if you like it, you know what? Give me a little bit of a, a little bit of a deal because I took a chance on you. I kind of did that. If you've I got like the money, it. To I, do I like it. Work. And, and Alan, yeah. one thing about baseball: any far-fetched, hair-brained idea, <laughs> you don't have to worry about being the dumbest thing baseball's ever done, right? Because for almost fifty <laughs> years now. We've had a debt. We don't play baseball with the pitcher batting right. in one league, and yep. now both leagues do it. And we had a sixty-game season a few years ago, and the Dodgers think they won a World Series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding, right? And, I mean, that's those great points. And you know, if you do that deal, and we have a ghost them. runner in extra innings. <laughs> yeah, right. Seriously, yeah, there you go. You know, and, and do that deal. You're going to make the money back in ticket sales. You're going to make the money back in merchandise. You're going to make it back in TV market deal too. So it's worth it to you to do it, and you make the player happy, right? Because you're like, I'm mm-hmm. a little bit more up front, and uh, you know what? If it works out, you like it here, you like me, cut me a little bit of a deal on the back end. Number two, your team's good. You're in the race, so it makes sense. And number three, your fan base, everybody's happy because you're going for it, right? Like, it's kind of a win-win. Yeah. I, that, that's an yeah. excellent point. I really like that. I do too. Real, real quick, give us one or two more NFL picks. Mm-hmm. We got way off yeah, off track. Sure give did. us one or two NFL picks. Real quick. <laughs> yeah, it happens, man. All right. So if you're going to yeah. look at this weekend, uh, take a look at the Miami Dolphins against the Tennessee Titans. I think that they are going to handle their yeah. business there, even though it's a large number at 13. And take a look. Yes, I understand the Giants plus six and a half against the Packers. Sounds dumb. Take the Giants at mm. home. That'll be a low, low, low scoring game. So we got to like wait it. till Monday night for me to fix W's or L's on your on your pick. I know. We'll do yeah, it. I'll tell you what. I'll, th- I'll throw you one more here so we can have something on Sunday. Seattle. Oh, good. Francisco. You know we need action. Take, yeah. Take the 49ers with the 11. Just do it. Like Seattle is not built to like play against it. that team, and we just saw it two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You got it. I like it. All right. Well, Alan, thanks so much for joining us. That's fun as always. We'll do it again next Friday. Happy holidays, friend. Yeah. Hey, y'all the best, man. Appreciate you guys. Have a great weekend. We'll talk soon.
Thank Thanks, you. Alan. Alan Bell joining us every single Friday to talk some wagering. Give us some picks. And, Brett, did you uh, imagine that, what's today, December 8th, that we'd be talking so much baseball with Alan? I didn't. And <laughs> I, I, I bet you didn't know that in the 70s when Charlie O'Finley was just the bane of the sport. Right. Because he wouldn't b- break the bank for all those superstar players. Yeah. You know, Reggie Jackson, Vida right. Blue, Catfish Honor, all, Sal Bando, Joe Rudy, all those guys. And he said, okay, I'm free agency. Yeah. One year deals. One year. Everybody wants to sign up for that? Well, nobody wanted that. Nobody. Nobody. I mean, because, no. you know, they want the, the players and the players association right. that was not nearly as strong as it is uh-huh. now, but it was growing into the right. behemoth, the, the, the best union mm-hmm. in the history of the United States. Yeah. Sports or any, uh, anything. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know and about that. AFL CIO is envious right. of. Of the baseball players association. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't mind what, what, uh, what the Mariners are trying to do. I mean, when he can't pitch, I mean, why commit that much? Aren't we in college sports in one year free agency? We are. We are. 100%. We just can't say that. We can't we? Say well, it. I guess we can. We uh, did. I mean, we, we can that. say it. And it, that, let's, let's tell people what it really yeah, is. Yeah. I mean, the, the schools can't say it. One the, year the conferences agency. can't say oh, it. Oh, I'm sorry. It's NIL. That's right. NIL. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. NIL. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, we need to get to a break, but before we do that, uh, we're out here at Cordova Ace Hardware. Get out here. We're giving away a bunch of prizes. We're giving away, uh, tickets to the Liberty Bowl. Come hungry. We're cooking from five to six food on the big green egg um, we got tenderloin wings pizza so get get out here after work come out here and come hungry they've also got deals on big green eggs hundred dollars off the large egg hundred and fifty dollars off the extra large egg fifty dollars off the egg genius and up to seventy dollars off the egg spander kit uh, we're gonna be giving away big green egg door prizes so get out here um, and come and check out these big green eggs um, because man the, the food is ten times better when it's made on a big green egg Egg. But let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we got to talk about the Grizzlies. They're in action tonight against the Timberwolves. We'll break that down next on Sports Time. Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, for Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11 here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stats-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome back into Sports Time. Bryant and Brett with you. We're out here at Ace Hardware in Cordova. Get out here and check out these big green eggs that they have available. we got great deals on the big green eggs. And we're also going to be cooking some food out here, so come hungry. Maybe you get off work. And you want to stop by from 5 to 6. We're going to have food on the big green egg, tenderloin, wings, pizza. So get out here um, and enjoy some really, really delicious food. We got every angle going we on do. Zoom. We do. We sure do. I mean, you're getting, Man, you're getting all a lot of Zoom right it, there. It, it sure is. But, you know, make sure everybody what, can see our pretty faces. What do you think of the Not Top Store for me drawing the parallel, the contrast from the Grizzlies defeating Minnesota mm-hmm. to now? We didn't have time to really touch yeah, on it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, that last game when they were here, that was troubling, I think. Um, and I, I mean, Anthony Edwards spoke the truth, yes, didn't he? Yes, yes, and I think that was the most troubling part because mm-hmm. I think you go on social media the next day, you go onto the radio stations, you go to the, the local TV channels, and everybody was talking about that one quote because, Brett, we have prided ourselves 
really since the grit and grind era of we're going to have great crowds, we're going to have fans that are engaged, fans that are that are here to watch their guys, and at that moment you had another player, a young star in this league, say, I love playing in Memphis because it is a, a great environment, they're going to come after you the whole time, they love their team, and then he comes out and says, it was like playing in front of nobody. No, surely he recognizes a one big missing piece. Sure, absolutely. The absolutely. face of the franchise, mm-hmm. the preeminent player in the history of this franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it also shows what that player's judgment and poor decisions, how it is now imperiled right. this franchise. Right, right. Yeah. And so, uh, so I mean, you know, it is what it is. You're missing your superstar. You've got a, a ton of injuries on this on this roster. I mean, you cannot get over that, but I don't think you can harp on it too much. But, um, but there, there, there were distinct two different roads these franchises have taken since the Grizzlies won that hotly contested series. Yes, yes, and they're playing much better. I mean, three of the last four have been wins, and, and they've looked good in really all of these games. I think the biggest part was at Detroit, kind of a similar situation going on at Detroit where they're really struggling and they just can't really buy a win and fans aren't showing up as much, especially for that game because that game wasn't in the original ticket package for season ticket holders. Right. So you had to go out there and, and buy those tickets. This is a, this is a good test case to see yeah. kind of maybe how real rabid, yeah. real supportive Absolutely. people are. Because Absolutely. this is one that you, you kind of got to know about it to, to know about it. 100%. And so I think the fact that the Grizzlies were able to go on the road and into kind of a sleepy arena in Detroit and get a win like they did kind of pull away at the end, I thought it was big because I could see the same Grizzlies team three weeks ago be really struggling down the stretch and it'd be a one-two possession game with a minute left, but it wasn't you know, earlier this week. Yeah, I, I don't know what they're going to announce tonight, but we know some of the tomfoolery with announced and what's mm-hmm. really there. And the Grizzlies have never, uh, you know, been subject to scan count because they're right. not the they're not the leasee. They're right. they're they're the owner, and so they're the under no under no compunction to release those. Mm-hmm. But real versus announced will be will be quite a contrast tonight. Yeah, it will, it will, and and I'm curious. I haven't looked to see kind of what tickets are going for, and and you know how much are are still out there available. Um, but it, it will be interesting to see, and against the Timberwolves team that I think um, has been a good opponent for the Grizzlies. And as uh, you know, you've had uh, you've had some tough tests against them. Obviously, meeting them in the playoffs, and then what Anthony Edwards um, had s- uh, said earlier this week, I think um, really, really kind of shows that this could build into some sort of rivalry with what they have over there and what they're building. It could build into a rivalry. We, we thought it in the middle of that series that year. Yeah, we did. It, that I said then, and I still mm-hmm. believe, that they didn't win. I know who won the series yeah. and who moved on. But Pat Beff got under our skin. He did. He did. And there was a lot of back and forth in that series. Obviously, we kind of brought it up yesterday, but we had uh, the, the Timberwolves fans that were gluing themselves to the uh, – to the court yeah. and, and chaining themselves. So, I mean, there was a lot of everything. I where that um, is tonight. Yeah, really. I um, hope not within 600 miles yeah, of me. I, ho- I hope not. Um, but uh, but it, there has been a lot of you know ins and outs to the series, and I hope this could build into um, some sort of a rivalry. But we'll see what the crowd looks like tonight. We'll see what the Grizzlies can do tonight against the Timberwolves. But we need to get to a break. When we come back, we're talking some more wagering with Bruce Marshall. <laughs> 